pronto, Vincenza. Pronto, Randy. And welcome everyone to the 16th episode. Can you believe it? Of Pronto Podcast, our lifestyle podcast where we like to talk about all the beautiful things life has to offer. It's just full of conversation, of inspiration, stories, advice. I love it. And I love that we have the opportunity to provide so many influential people throughout the community and throughout the world. Because I yeah. think we're, we're really attracting everyone from all around the world, a platform to really speak on and shine. So it's just a, a great opportunity that I get to have with you. I enjoy it too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So what's been new, Randy? Well, what's good? I'm on spring break. You know. Oh. <laughs> spring break you yeah. college student you yeah. <laughs> so what is what is it like to take and, a break and, from school yeah, I, I got all a's and b's congratulations I think one c but uh oh, i'm really mm -hmm. proud of that all right all right well listen slow and steady wins the race as we like to say right and yep. it doesn't matter how long it takes as long as you get there yeah <laughs> so when will you be completed for the semester i i'm going to do a summer summer and then fall and i'll finish in december from, graduating uh, well uh just uh associate's degree okay and then i'll go on to a university of arizona for a bachelor's of science excellent why don't you share with our listeners because we always get new listeners there every time we uh we film and air our podcast why don't you uh, explain to any of our new listeners and viewers why you're in school and why Tell us, tell us a little bit about your schooling. Yeah, I'm really lucky. Uh, L'Oreal approached me mm -hmm. maybe a year ago and offered to send me back to school with a full scholarship, Amazing. Uh, Bachelor of Science in Beauty and Wellness. So at first I said, uh, you know, my plate's full. And uh, then after thinking about it, I said, I can't pass it up the opportunity. So right. I, I signed up. That's awesome. Now, did you go to school before curry hair, skin, and nails? Just high school. Just high school. So there you go. Yeah. Never say it's too late because Randy is proof of the pudding that you're going back to school to get that education, even though you have a successful business company, five locations, correct? Yes. Five locations of curry hair, skin, and nails. Successful, 45 plus years. And you decided, hey, let me go get that. Let me go get that diploma. It's it's funny because when you're not going to school for like you know a raise or to better yourself mm -hmm. in your job, I'm enjoying it. Like the information mm -hmm. is really really great, and you know, it's nice to learn to write. You know, like, yes, you know, and that's what's important. You're enjoying it. You're you know you're learning. And you should never stop learning no matter what age you're at. I, I'm a firm believer in that, that you should always be open-minded to learn right. and your willingness to learn and to be, you know, a sponge to absorb information as you get older and more experience and more wiser in life. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, if I had the opportunity, I actually would love to go back to school and, and get my master's. I graduated from the University of Delaware wow. with an English major and a concentration in literary studies. Wow. And I always say if if I had the time or the opportunity, I would love to go back to school and get my master's and not have to stress. Yeah. Now, I figured it. I figured college a little bit late in the game. I figured it all out. Uh, I started I started rough. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Didn't understand. And, and I had a hard time and I struggled. I really, really struggled through school. And many don't know this. I failed out of school. Yeah. 
I failed out of I failed out of college and I had to rethink everything. I had to reset and I decided, okay, I'm gonna try this again. And I went back slow and steady, right. like I always say. And I tried again. And at one class at a time, I retaught myself how to go to school. And by the end of my college journey, I graduated with straight A's. Wow. I figured it out. And it was like a light bulb went off. I figured out how to go to school. I had to learn the ways. I had to figure out my 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 momentum. And, and everyone learns differently and everybody retains information differently. And I just was so lost in the beginning that I, I was confused. I was struggling. I, you know, I just, I didn't know what to do. So I'm, I'm glad that I did not give up. I'm proud of myself that I did not give up and I persevered and, and I gave it another chance. And with the support of my family and my close friends cheering me on saying, don't give up, don't throw in the towel. I'm so grateful that I didn't, did not because I was able to graduate from the University of Delaware yeah. with that degree. And it's something that no one could ever take away from me. Right. And that's something I'm very proud of. But now that it's funny because at the end when I figured it out, I'm like, okay, well, I think I could I keep going. But there was no time. <laughs> I had to get back. I had to go right into work. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because a few weeks ago, I got an invitation to my 50th uh, high school reunion. So Get out. I've been out of school 50 years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So speaking of high school reunions, mine is 20 years. My high school reunion this year is 20 years. Really? And I happen to be sitting on the board that plans it. What are the odds? Yeah. Big surprise, <laughs> right? I, I, okay. So it's not because I volunteered myself. It's because it is a part of my responsibilities. I was in the, I was I was in the student council and I was a student council officer my senior wow. year. And the student council officers, your senior year, are always in charge of the reunion every 10 to 20. Hopefully keep going after that. 10 to 20 years. And I happened to be, I sit on the board. So it was Good. only fitting that everyone's su so surprised right now. <laughs> Doesn't surprise us you're planning your reunion at your high school. It's going to be, be a well-organized I hope so. Listen, we went with the, the mentality of relaxed. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's AI high school's 20th reunion for the class of 2003. It's being held on Saturday, June 17th at, oh, it's the brewery in Kennett. I think it's called Breloak. Please forgive me. I have to get the pronunciation correctly, uh, correct, but it's a brewery in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. And I actually was the one that gave the idea of going to a brewery because we're at a different point in our life. Yeah. You know, my class and we all have, many have families and we're at a different age. And I think a brewery is more relaxed and formal. You can bring your family if you'd like. It's a the creamery yes, yes yes it's a yes yes that's yeah, right yeah it, yeah that's thank really, you <laughs> uh, uh really great place to be mm -hmm. you know, it's beautiful i mean games and, yes yeah, yeah. live music they have games they have um what do you not different vendors um food trucks they have food yeah, trucks yeah. and so it's really nice and i think it's perfect for the you know the, where we're at in life at our age for yeah. my class yeah and I and I, I may, had made that suggestion. I'm so glad that they went with it because trying to find a venue, you know, that could accommodate 
so many people and be relaxed and casual because maybe we don't want to dress up or maybe we just want to come go with our friends or maybe we want to bring our family. So it just opens up so many opportunities. So I'm really excited to celebrate my 20 year reunion. What about your 50 year? Uh, Did they announce the location? Yeah. It's Evansburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Small town in uh, Southwest uh, uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, I don't know how many people will be at the 50th year. Hopefully, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully there will be many, many familiar faces, right? (laughs) Well, I know that um, we have a very exciting. Yes, that's it. Okay. How do you pronounce that? That's my, is it Bray Lotch or Bray Lock? I have to, I have to double check. I will contact the owner and get the pronunciation correct, but that is the correct um, title of the brewery that we will be holding the, uh, the hosting the uh, AI DuPont High School's uh, class of 2003 20-year reunion. Very excited. Um, But before we dive into announcing our guest, which we're very excited about, I have some exciting news to share with you. So I recently um, created a, a partnership with a shoe company and wow. it kind of happened on it, you know, very naturally, organically. Um, for many of the, you that don't know, I feel like many do know at this point, I host, uh, co-host a Good Morning Wilmington at DETV here in Delaware, in Wilmington, Delaware. And we had two lovely ladies. It was a mother and daughter um, as our guests. I think it was two weeks ago. And they are stylists. And they were from New York. They came all the way from, well, technically oh. they're originally from Alabama, but moved to New York. And they, so they, they came all the way from New York to be on the show. And it's called the style that binds us. That's the name of the, um, the ladies styling Great. stylist company and brand brand and media company. They're amazing Two mother, daughter. I love them. Both of them, two lady, lovely ladies. And they brought so many great products to display and talk about some gift ideas because it was right before mother's day. So they were just able to touch on some great gift ideas and, and they were also talking about different brands. And one of the brands was a shoe company called Ally Shoes. And it's spelled A-L-L-Y, but it's pronounced Ally. And they were talking and they were like, okay, this amazing shoe company, it's stated the art, the way it's made, it's patented. Like they were just talking about it. And I noticed I grabbed the shoe that was displayed on the table. And I was like, I looked at it real quick and I'm like, that's my shoe size. So without them noticing, they were talking and I quickly switched my shoe, switched the heel. And once they got to talking about the heel, I was like, look, it fits, the shoe fits. And it was, it was just so funny at that moment, but also how fitting um, that the shoe fits. And I was able to really just give it a a good, like some good feedback. I'm like, wow, the shoes, the heel is very comfortable the way it it just hugged my foot. And I was just really impressed with the design of it. Long story short, the company reached out to me, the ally shoes reached out to me and wanted to create this partnership. So I'm here to talk about, I have the heel with me here, Randy, I'll let you hold on to that one. They're brand new. Brand new, right out of the box. Okay, it's a real Cinderella story. Oh, real Cinderella story. I love it. But it, you know, it's just it's so innovative. I wish I know it's hard to see, but if you can see the way that it's made inside, so the way that it hugs your foot. And what's nice about the company, it has all different 
styles, different um, sizes. It's very inclusive when it comes to sizing options. But the way that it is made, I mean, it's patented. It's uh, the way that it's structured. It's innovative in the design. And again, it's perfect for that everyday wear. And it protects your I guess you would say not just your your foot, but your entire body, because I'm a firm believer that oh, yeah. you take care of your feet and your feet will take care of you because we're on our feet all day. And it's important to have comfortable shoe wear and the proper shoe wear so you can perform well every day. So um, I was quite impressed with the structure and the creation of this heel. I mean, it is made so well. I wish I wish you could see like look at the bottom. It has like this particular bottom right here where it gives you a little bit better grip than here. This is all a different fabric. And this is something different. So when you're walking, it has a, a beautiful like grip. And it was it was interesting when I took the heel out of the box, I had to peel off the bottom because it was protected. Yeah. And I really appreciated the details. And now they do have different sizes. They even have a nice flat heel or excuse me, flat shoe, which I thought was really nice for maybe workers that are just walking around a lot all day on their feet. The leather feels really good too. Oh yes. And they have a, yeah. they have a patent leather. They have a, a suede option. They have multiple colors available. I went with the black. I said, Hey, listen, knowing me, I, I prefer a, a clean black heel. It goes with more, just, it will pair well with so many more options, but, um, of my outfits, but pain-free that's what they're, I mean, they swear by pain-free. I mean, you you felt the inside, yeah. the insoles of the heel. Very impressed um, the way it was engineered. And it's a statement heel. It really is. And it just gives, a, you know, whoever is right. wearing that confidence they need to conquer the world, right? That's what we say. Give a, give a woman the right pair of heels and she'll conquer the world. So if I had to give a shout out to Ally yeah. Shoes, please yeah. check them out. They are, um, they did offer, um, well, I'm offering a discount code for us. So it's Vincenza 40 for $40 off and Vincenza 10 for $10 off for your first pair of Ally heels or shoes. So definitely check them out. You can go to Ally shoes on Instagram or allyshoes.com, but it's A-L-L-Y shoes.com. Wow. So, Good deal. Yeah, no, I was really excited about it. I was really excited about the partnership and they were just so so gracious to offer me a beautiful pair of shoes. And they're, again, well-made, well-made. They felt really good. Exactly, exactly. Yes, thank you so much for putting that up there. That's perfect. All right, without further ado, it's time. Oh, we can't wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the moment we've all been waiting for. So we are so excited to welcome our guest today. Irina Angelova is a self-taught abstract artist, art curator, and owner of Arts by Angelova. She began expressing love for creating and gathering inspiration as a young child growing up in Bulgaria, a cultural treasure. And she also has settlements situated at the banks of the Dun please forgive me, the Nubi River. And I'm sure Irina will correct me on that. After settling in Delaware in her early 20s, Irina gave more room for the love to grow by working in fashion, textiles, design, home staging, and remodeling. While she prefers to work mostly with acrylic, Irina Angelova experiments and creates in many mediums. These mediums include, but are not limited to, resin, mixed media, mosaics, woodwork, clay, cement, and more, with one goal in mind and one message to get across. Her message and goal is to share that love is all we need and love conquers all. 
by capturing a grasp of that energy and laying it on canvas with the help of strings, chains. Uh, she hopes to make our world a more beautiful and peaceful one piece of artwork at a time. Please welcome to our Pronto podcast, Irina. Irina. Uh, how hello. are you? I, I'm great. I'm here. How can I be? <laughs> so... Yes, thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so excited to have you. Uh, we're, we're, we're really, really excited to have you on our podcast. Um, I've had the opportunity to look up, you up. I feel like we've been following each other for quite some time now. Yeah. And you are, we have so many mutual friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, uh, not I'm sorry. We met uh, prior to opening the salon. Um, yep. Irina started following us, and uh, she started posting more advertisements for the salon that we did. <laughs> so I, I got in touch with her. I loved her artwork, and the first two pictures you've seen were the pictures I, I privately uh, purchased from Irina for my home, and then she did the salon also. So I, I love your artwork. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. I love that you love my artwork and I love that you are such a big um, supporter of local arts and um, entrepreneurs and that you believe in dreams and you believe in things that seem impossible to be possible. So thank you for Oh, so beautiful. Look at that artwork right there. So, um, Irina, as the images on the, the screen right now, could you just kind of explain to us those images that just were on? Yep. Could you explain to us a little bit more detail? I know it's hard for our viewers and listeners to, to maybe understand, but I know that there's a lot of detail in these images and paintings. Um, sure. So I do use fluid acrylic, which um, I add a medium into my acrylics to make them more flowy, which allows me to spill layers and arrange them in certain ways. Um, that, while it sounds easy, it's also difficult because you still have to keep them separated from each other. Um, and I... I really enjoy this type of art because it's intuitive and, and it just allows me to instantly feel a connection and a sense of um, understanding of the artwork. Um, one thing that I really enjoy doing is adding elements from the everyday ordinary things around us and put them in a beautiful way. Um, I use a lot of flowers, um, dry flowers, even dry fruit. Um, Interesting. Yeah, just things that you wouldn't even think that you can put in. Um, and you, it doesn't look like that once I incorporate it in the artwork. Um, and really the, the main thing and the main idea when I create is just to um, bring what's, what's happening within out on the canvas. Anyway, it can it it's not necessarily great all the time, of course, right. um, and it's something that I have actually learned to really embrace uh, my mistakes in my progress, and I enjoy 
all of it. And this is really the reason I'm creating. It's just the process and giving it out there and hoping to get that same feeling, that same emotion. Right, right. So you find a great deal of your inspiration from your childhood in Bulgaria. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Um. Yes. Well, I think that made it easier for me to um, not be too particular, not be too picky and um, to improvise a lot and to kind of um, use my imagination out of the box, out of what expected of me to do and create and make because... I I don't I wouldn't say that I don't like expectations when it comes to creating. Mm-hmm. But I respect more the free flowing in, in the intuition when you create. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a child uh, growing up in Bulgaria, um, th- there was limitations in um, in post-communist society. I was seven, six years old when that was over, but, you know, as a country, we slowly started transitioning. It was, it was confusing times. Anyways, we did not have access to many modern things at the time. So um, there was stores called Coreco. There was like very few and you could get from there things that was confiscated at the border that people was trying to sneak in and buy things. I mean, even candy, um, things that are not allowed in the country. So mm-hmm. like that, um, you, you couldn't buy the, the toys that you would see somewhere secretly in a magazine that somebody showed you. You can't mm-hmm. go to a store and buy. Um, you have to buy them from a Coracom. And that's a very rare thing. So long story short, with the couple Barbies that I had, I couldn't go buy more. I couldn't mm-hmm. um, get the accessories, build the doll, uh, have the dollhouse. So my imagination just kept going and going. And they had a full wardrobe, hands-on, in a nice big house that I made. And um, <laughs> it's just my imagination was constantly pushed. Mm-hmm. And, um, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that I was able to find like little doors and little pathways and mm-hmm. take my mind and my creativity there. Randy was mentioning before we started the podcast a little bit about your story. And right, Randy, you were telling me that, you know, because you know Re- Irina yeah. and and it was it was it was truly inspiring. It really was. Um, you were forced to work in a factory, right? Um, no, no, no. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I thought I wanted. I wanted. I really wanted to make clothes. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I, when I was saying I was sewing my uh, dolls' clothes, um, I was like six, seven, and there was like full outfits with all the all the extras and everything. So and I was drawing the sketches, the models, then sewing them, and I really wanted to create fashion and and be an art for living. But um, the Ruse, the town that I'm from, um, is known for manufacturing um, clothes for export for Europe, for like Rome, Paris, for the high class, high fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a fa- like a factory. It's under difficult conditions, hard conditions. And so my parents, my family, um, 
didn't thought that that was the best thing for me to do, even though that that's not was my goal. That was not my goal. Um, as a little child with dreams to be a fashion designer, <laughs> you know, parents were like, oh, you that you know, you can't just become a fashion designer. You're gonna end up in the factory. So, anyways, this is how I I slowly faded. Um, away with my connection with creativity as I was growing. And it felt like there was a lot of confusion and not a lot of understanding of what's missing mm. in my life at that time. And I didn't really knew. And it was a long way finding out, but then I finally found out. Right, right. So what made you decide that art was your passion and that you wanted to make a career out of it? and you decided to pursue it full time. At what point did you decide that? Um, at what point did I actually decided that? I, I felt like I've always known in um, the decision wasn't, wasn't immediate mm. because being an artist is not an easy thing. So um, it wasn't immediate, but I had to really take a look and, and evaluate and understand what will my path be. Um, ever since I came to the United States in my 20s um, and I married my husband, um, we've been homeowners quite a few times. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my artistic expression and energy was going to making those homes more beautiful. and. Um, in really in great ways. So I was very successful with that, uh, without any background or without any experience. And um, the same thing when I worked in fashion. Um, so I kind of knew, I knew I have something in me. When I work with fashion um, and styling, the woman in front of me was, it, it just naturally felt like a painting. And then the, mm -hmm. the clothing, Help me build the composition. I, I love accessories. To me, they're like the magic. Mm -hmm. we it. They can just change everything. They can add. They can right. So um, I had just incredible intuition in building an entire outfit top to bottom in several options, just like artwork. And um, everybody was really happy with my results. So um, I knew that I'm that I'm really good at it. So I knew that. And what was clashing here is um, the working family balance. Mm -hmm. So that if you're working, if you're working for somebody mm -hmm. in, a, in a corporate environment, the artistic freedom that you need to have as an artist, you don't. Right. And um, that can also be a conflict and um, hold you back. And I did not want to do that. Mm -hmm. It is when I decided that, hey, I'm good at this stuff. I'm going to see where it's going to take me. And mm -hmm. it, it was quite an adventure because when I started, I didn't know exactly what I'm going to do. I just started making everything. Right, right. <laughs> well, at least, you, at least you started. Sometimes yeah. it's better to just 
do and not overthink something. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Follow your heart. Follow your passion. And 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 I'm sure you're so grateful that you did. And you know, yeah. you you use so many unique methods to create your artwork, including strings and chains on the canvas. Can you tell us more about that process? Um, yes, that process again. Um, it's. Uh, related to the fluid acrylic and it's you dip your strings in different colors and you use them in stand-up brushes um while it it string is used in fluid acrylic on somewhat of a large scale mm -hmm. the way it has been developed by me um which i have called the peace technique for several reasons mm -hmm. um, is is on a, a lot more complicated level because the strings are really crisscrossing and it creates a challenge of keeping the colors apart. Um, I have somehow managed to do that. I don't always know how, mm -hmm. how but um, I know that when I have to paint, I have to paint. So, mm -hmm. and this is when my best results actually come out when I just decide that I need to paint. Mm -hmm. and, so, Irina, we have a question from one of our listeners. How long does it take a starving artist to make money at their craft? Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like there's no cookie cutter way of getting there. Am I right? I feel like it, everyone's journey is different. I think we're going to have to ask a starving artist then. Yeah. How, so, I mean, I, I feel. Okay, but. Um, yeah. Uh, any, well. You don't, don't look at yourself. If you think that you're going to be starving as an artist. And which you probably will at some point. Um, but if you're going to look at yourself like that and this is what you're going to accept and not like, hey, I'm going to uh, be something. And you probably shouldn't even... <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is... <laughs> Irene is very straight. She's a straight shooter. You probably should not be an artist then. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Don't think like that. Think I'm going to be a good artist. I'm going to make it. I love that. If, if you end up starving, mm -hmm. then too bad. Mm -hmm. But don't think I'm going to be a starving artist and have that mindset. And then mm -hmm. go start. That's why I'm saying um, I don't think of myself as, as that. And I, while I am very grateful and blessed that I do have mm -hmm. a supportive partner who's been by my side, you know, to to be there for the things that I, I can't. Mm -hmm. right. You have to believe that you can do it and you have to have the attitude that you will. Thank you. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Irina, you have no choice, right? Yeah. You're not, you, and, and it's okay if you have slow days, if you, it's okay if you have slow months. Um, I, I stopped painting for a whole, year during COVID, um, and which is interesting because for most people it was the opposite. They picked up tools during COVID. And mm -hmm. um, art is very emotional for me, and it's very involved with the entire world around us. And I feel like um, we as humans was in such a broken place then, I, my, my soul was just broken. And I couldn't, even though I tried anything that I made turned out like one of my best artworks. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like it's not now is not the time for me to create. Um, actually, one of those artworks, uh, Randy purchased for the Yellow Room. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is it is it but, featured in one of the salons? 
Oh, um, the, oh not, is that this one? This one, right? Yeah, this one is another. Yes. Yeah, but th this one is my. <laughs> yeah, there she is. That's her wings. That one's beautiful. Wait, that's behind you, right? That's the wings behind me. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's. Oh, was, I remember when that was, was in the creative. window. Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. So that was, for those of you listening, that particular photo, that artwork, was featured in the DuPont building of the Curry Hair, Skin & Nails location right here in Wilmington, Delaware. And this is actually where we're hosting our Pronto podcast. And I remember when that was featured in the window. It was spectacular, yeah. Irina. Like, you, you're walking by and you cannot help but to stop and yeah. be in awe. You're like, wow, people spectacular. Used to, people used to stop and take, pictures yes yeah. yes it's so yeah. for yeah. photo worthy so instagram worthy uh, you need to put that back up yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to say about it arena like once you meet her her enthusiasm for like life is like contagious you know like you want to buy her artwork because <laughs> she's so happy and and does a lot for everyone around her you know and, you know the support she gave all businesses down in uh, town wilmington delaware yeah it's you know unheard of like, it's beautiful yeah. that's uh, i remember that that's actually probably my, probably my favorite pieces irena that i've seen of your work in person and i've seen quite a few of your pieces because like randy said you support local businesses you like to partner with local businesses in the city of wilmington in the state of delaware and i appreciate that and i've always seen your your business in local boutiques and local stores that looks like morgan's am yeah. i right yeah ah vincenza knows morgan's <laughs> boutique right here in wilmington delaware and that's a clothing boutique store and i I remember seeing your artwork there. It's it's so unique, but yet you can tell it's yours. Like I could, I was able to tell that's Irina's work. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. But it's true. It's so true. And I have to tell this story. Like one time on Instagram, I saw she sold a piece that was going to California and so upset about it because <laughs> she loved the piece. So I don't think money has anything to do with uh, Irina. <laughs> No, it's, um, I mean, I, I really, well, I create out of, like, love. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think um, money is, well, it, it does it does need to be there. But one, uh, one thing that um, eventually I'm working on and possibly spreading more awareness is, um how underestimated and underappreciated women in art are because mm. just like in everything else, mm -hmm. things happened a lot slower for us and there was a lot of disadvantage. Yeah. Even even in our in modern days, um, for the same quality of work, mm. it, it's a huge difference. So. Right. No, I, and it's, it's individuals like you that are necessary that need to spread your wings and fly just like that artwork. <laughs> right. Just like that. That's right. And be able to shine and set, set the, you know, the, the, the wave and, and continue to create this path that you are opening more doors for women in art. Right. And individuals like you are the ones that keep breaking those barriers down. So thank you for doing what you're doing and making sure that proper representation in your field is, is, you know, is happening. Um, we do have a, another listener that has asked a question. 
How do we find you? Okay, we're jumping to that. That's why that's on my list of questions because I always like to make sure our listeners and viewers have the opportunity to connect with you. So let's get right to it. Um, we'll jump right to it. So someone is asking, how can we find you? How can we look you up? Tell us your website, social media, so they can contact you or find you and look at your work. Okay, so um, you can find me at Arts by Angelova. That's Arts by Angelova. Um, on Facebook and on Instagram. It's just Arts by Angelova. That is it. Um, And also my website is www.artsbyangelova.com. I also just recently opened a brick and mortar location in Middletown. Congratulations. (laughs) That was also something I was excited to get to. So let's dive right into it. Tell us about it. Oh, oh, so um, Ars Manjelova, yeah, that's that's my baby. Um, <laughs> look, oh, this is awesome. All right, tell us all about it. It's in Middletown, Delaware, correct? So, uh, yes, it's in Middletown, Delaware. That photo right here is, um, and it's one of the things also that inspired me. And uh, Rangers has been so supportive. This is jewelry um, at Glen Mills. Yeah. Um, but he has been so supportive and encouraging of... Um, just believing in art and believing in in yourself and that you know how to do. So this photo right there is <laughs> well, that the key. My first time entering and uh, uh, <laughs> with, with the key as as uh, owner. Um, the very first time I saw the place, it was it was <laughs> needed a lot of work. <laughs> disaster um it's interesting because um the building that um the gallery occupies is mm-hmm. where the local newspaper used to be printed for decades oh okay wrote on transcript and it's right on main street and it's just, just like this vibe about it like it's all, i was supposed to be there and spread artistic news, you know, news of different sorts. Oh, I love that. That's so clever. And, and the windows are like all old, but like metal industrial. And then the ink from the presses are on the floor. And I had to, some of it are clean, some of it are left because I wanted I wanted it to be there. I wanted to remind me, I wanted it to mix with my paint. When I paint, there's stuff all over. It's a mingle with with the materials and um i just it feels authentic to be there but how that came up is um how did how did the studio came up is um writers um my artistic journey was really um up and going we decided to it was the good time to um to finally build our dream home and that unfortunately did put me temporarily out of studio. Um, mm. Anyone who creates um, with the deepest parts of their soul knows that if you can't create, you just like fade in. And mm. I had to find a way to be able to do that again. Um, anyone also familiar with that type of abstract artwork knows that you require the space, Yeah, you require certain things, um, to allow you to really let go. That process um, does require just plain to put it, to make a big mess around you. Mm -hmm. 
tom dodatku finance and that's how I pushed for the studio and um, it just happened and I put in the work, I made it my own. Now it's just white walls with my artwork and quirky little decorations that I, that very much fit my personal style. And um, we have classes there, we have paint parties and many, many other things. So. And that's really amazing that you're able to bring all of your, your work to light and bring it into a location where people can physically see it and see and meet you. You're the artist. So people want to meet the artist more importantly. Yes, they want to purchase your work and display your work and support the business, but they want to meet you. And now you've created a location where they can, and you can do that and where you're offering classes, but you're also selling your work. But I think it's more importantly meeting you, Irina. Everybody wants, that's, I think what it's all about. Like I want to meet you. When you meet Irina, you want to buy her artwork. Oh, well, that, listen, that her. that display you had, oh, yeah. you need to get that back. Yeah. I'm sorry, Irina. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll update that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that. that. That is spectacular. That's not a picture. That's three-dimensional. Like yes. A mannequin. Well, you, know, you know me in the pageant world and gowns and, and anything that's d- different and unique. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, that is beautiful yeah. i mean i could i could so see that happening again maybe even for the holidays um yeah. but consider that randy <laughs> it's beautiful i do want to um throw the details about how um how she was built so okay, please when, when randy commissioned me for that um artwork he just said which is something that i really appreciate about him that he's but he knows art, he knows how it works. So that's not surprising because he knows he knows exactly how it goes. He said, I don't want to put frame around it. I want this to be your expression. Make it fantastic, make it dramatic, make it yours. <laughs> and so I listened. <laughs> and <laughs> so it is all those pieces that you see, her dress is made of, I've, I've gotten big glasses, big pieces of glass, broken all of them. And she's built from little pieces of glass melted in together with the resin um, and, wow. and broken mirror. Um, also, there is real magnolias mixed in with the glass. I like mixing um, mediums that are harsh with mediums that are with elements that are gentle and soft and give contrast and put them together in a beautiful way. So she is really, she was really like, and um, I I didn't look for anything for inspiration to make her. I just really- Created. Just listen, you have to be, to be an abstract artist, you really gotta pay attention to yourself. Right. So I just really listened and did it. And I think I accomplished because just as you said earlier, she's supposed to spread her wings and shine. And the way the glass is curved around her body, you can see reflections and shimmers from any way you walk through. So Right. Oh, I love that piece. Yeah. That's even, a classic. That's timeless right yeah. there. Even yeah. the- and you know, she's my favorite. Those are the wings. So when we get to New York, I'll tell you about them. But um, I was telling Randy, 
I, I'm never going because I take them around with me now when I go to shows. And things like that. Oh, I love and I, that. And I told Randy, I'm, I'm never going to sell them. And I, I thought, I'll put them in New York, I'll put them for $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somebody give me $50,000, uh, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe you'll think about it for the right price, right? <laughs> well, um, tell us a little bit about your New York Expo that you have, the Art Expo coming up. Oh, um, the New York um, Art Expo, oh, that was in... Or it happened already. Yes. It, it happened. happened already. Okay. And it was a one-in-a-lifetime experience that I'm hoping to repeat many times. But <laughs> it's, it was just so incredible because it's one of the greatest shows in the world. And it's with collectors and exhibitors. I'm talking top collectors and exhibitors from all over the world. And it was exciting because you get to represent your work in, in, in front of completely different audience, which I'm kind of yet to find out, find locally. But this is why, again, you have to take those big leaps and explore your horizons. And mm -hmm. um, art, again, is not easy. It's risky you are going to have ups and downs and falls and climbs. Um, you got to take the good with the bad and the other way around and just take it for what it is and make the best of it. Um, gratefully, for me, New York uh, turned out spectacular. Uh, I, st I honestly still can't believe that I, I even got to experience that. Um, I did sold artwork in one of the greatest shows in the world again. Wow accomplishment for me that I can compare it to um, I can compare it to very few things artistically one of them is the commission uh, for Curry the the butterfly lady the butterfly glass lady and then um, that's really about it and then the opening of the gallery um, New York New York is New York the possibilities are endless you get to meet and talk to all kind of people um, the art that I saw was yes spectacular just mm -hmm. about the best artists like a hundred of them 200 of them all together with their own little space and here i am over there so i was afraid to do it because it was a big deal but i did and i'm very proud of myself um one thing that made me a little it made me feel a little down is um i walked all around the expo and it seemed like I, I was the only one from Delaware. And mm. yeah, and, mm. um, and I know that we have such fantastic artists here. And I hope that maybe on the next one, we can somehow have like a little gallery space for Delaware artists here. Yeah, maybe we can figure some out. But I think this is a great opportunity for the world to see yes. what Delaware artists can offer. I do want to thank um, personally and say a huge thank you to somebody that has been incredible inspiration and support from the very beginning, and that is Nataki Oliver. Mm -hmm. is and who, is, who is this person? Nataki Oliver. Okay. Taki, she's from um, the Salt Firm, which is again right in that area. It's on Tatnall Street, um, and she has been incredible with um, just being being a leader for the arts in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. And she also came to New York to support. Um, and I just I think 
we as Delaware, as artists in Delaware, we have so much more to offer. We have so much to offer and nobody's really seeing it. Mm. And it does take, sometimes it just takes people to make some noise. So Right, that's right. I make the noise. That's right, Irina, make all that noise. It was funny. You know, I used to, I mean, I was following uh, Irina's journey in New York. And every day she was posting pictures with other artists and you could see how energized she was and mm. the people were energized around her. You know, like that's, that's an incredible gift you have, like oh, to mm-hmm. energize people and like, you know, you know, make people happy. Like just seeing you smile, like makes oh. everybody happy. Thank you, Randy. Thank you. Yeah, it it was a great experience and it, it was a very happy few days. And um the pictures that I was posting, and again, they're artists from all over, from Germany, Chile, Canada, Japan, Italy. Wow. I just I'm currently in negotiation with a gallery from Florence and a gallery from Manhattan. So let's see how that goes. Wow. wow. Well, we wish you so much luck. Thank you. And continued success. Um, before we go, well, actually, I have two questions, two more questions, because I know where I'm looking at the time and I'm like, gosh, we can keep talking to Irina all day. This is so great. But um, I have a question for you. This one's a quick one. So quick answer. Do you have a name for the butterfly lady? Is, does she have a name? I told and I told and I talked about it so much. And she's just my glass goddess. Glass goddess. OK, that's a beautiful name or title, we'll call it. It's just that I, I know that the name will come to me one day. Um, there was a time when I was really trying to name my works. And I'm like, no, if you don't, if you don't speak to me for right now, or if you don't tell me what your name is, you might be speaking to me, but I don't know your name yet. Right. So um, you, are, you are just this mystery for now. Because okay. sometimes, sometimes the title literally just comes at me like, and then unlocks a whole nother story about the painting and it changes things, it, it alters things, it's, it, it speaks so much. So, um, but she is my biggest masterpiece and I could not, I could not name her. She's just the glass lady that spread her Yes. So one day, but I know because I was thinking and thinking of her name and I'm like, I'm not going to think about it because I want that one day her name will come to me. Right, naturally. Yeah. Yes. And, who she is, so. well, for now, we'll refer her to the as the glass goddess <laughs> until you come up with the name. I look forward to that day, Irina. Make sure you tell me too, because yeah. okay. I, I look forward to that because I'm obsessed with that artwork. Again, obsessed. <laughs> um, all right. So Irina, we're our in our um our conversation is coming to an end, but at the end of all of our our interviews with our amazing guests that we have on the Pronto podcast, we always have a traditional question that we ask each of our Yes. And the question is, if you were to or you could chat with anyone from the past or present, who would it be and why? I can't wait for this. Um, well, it is quite there is quite a few, a few probably. <laughs> um, first and most, I would like to talk to women artists back from centuries ago but there is one particular artist that i would like to talk to and that is um wilma f cliff clink and she is um she's actually the unofficial unrecognized creator of abstract art Mm. um 
but you're not going to hear that. You're not going to read that in history books. Um, a lot of the things that are, are we are finding out and yet to find out, they just have not been available for us to know. Mm. Um, yes, she created in the early 1900s and she created 111 works that um, when she showed to critics, they told her that they're too inappropriate and futuristic, even though there is nothing inappropriate about them, mm -hmm. um, and futuristic and nobody will understand them and for at least another 50 years or so. And she was actually told to not paint no more. Mm -hmm. um, and she stopped. I don't know why she listened. I want to ask her, why did she listen to those men telling her to stop painting? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, so you, you definitely have a good one. I, I wish to, we could to talk bring to. her work up. Yeah, like, uh, yes. if that would be uh, awesome if we could bring it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's something that Irina could probably send yeah. to us yeah. and we can talk about it on the next show because I know, Irina, we are running a little bit less, a little bit light on time. And I wanted to be able to reiterate, how can people follow you again? Could you tell us your Instagram page, social media platform and website one more time for all of our listeners and viewers? Yes. Yeah. All my hashtags are Arts by Angelova. That's A-R-T-S-B-Y-A-N-G-E-L-O-V-A. -E and before, before you let me go, I do want to um, thank one very, very amazing and significant and the, the most talented and incredible artist in my eyes, and that will be my daughter, Alex Bova Turner, who is a brilliant artist, and she blows my mind every day. So I just want wow. Perfect. Oh, well, we, we look yeah. forward to seeing her artwork. Um, yeah. as, as you know, I'm sure she has the best role model, which is you, to, to follow in your footsteps as the example, and also as a female in art a woman in art and breaking those boundaries. And I wish you so much continued success as you pave the way for people like your daughter and many other, many others um, that want to pursue a career in art and follow their dreams and passions. So Irina, thank you for joining us you, on our Pronto podcast and we'll see you yeah. soon. Right. And maybe yeah. the, we'll see the, uh, the glass goddess soon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see part of her skirt and now and it does the good thing about it because she comes apart now it's it's like a 3d artwork in my gallery so it's like glass okay yeah. perfect <laughs> so we have to visit your gallery in middletown excellent yeah. irena thank you so much for joining us thank you <laughs> oh my gosh amazing she's a, she's a yeah. that glass goddess that was in your window it really was eye-catching yeah. like it, you would walk by and your eyes would immediately gravitate towards it. Yeah. Like you had to take a picture. I think I even took a picture of it. And my mom did too. I yeah. think so. Like, I think everyone that has walked by that window took a picture of it because it was so beautiful. I mean, it was truly spectacular. Yeah. I'm no, I'm not exaggerating. It was spectacular. And her artwork is mm -hmm. you know, really spectacular. Like mm -hmm. flowers, you know, in the artwork and you know, like, it's so beautiful. And, uh, you know, 
you know, I tried to tell her like, you know, frame it, you know, like she mm. was selling it unframed and uh, I, I bought two pieces and I had for, I had it framed and, you know, I get remarks all the time about who who did the artwork. (laughs) Ah, well, she's an amazing, amazing person. And we were very excited to have her on our show. And, and I, you know, Randy, we're, we're winding down. I can't believe almost a full hour. Wow. I know. I love it. I love it. But make sure you uh, stay tuned for our next episode of Pronto Podcast. If you need to find out when it is or if you forget, just uh, follow us on all uh, social media platforms. You can follow me on mine at Chenza, C-E-N-Z-A or at Randy Curry or all of the Curry Hair, Skin and Nails social media platforms. We like to promote the podcast throughout all of the Curry Hair, Skin and Nails locations. Um, But make sure you stay tuned for our next guest. And we were just really excited to have you join us. And uh, hey, Randy, pronto. Pronto, Vincenzo. (laughs) 